So have you got out into the open this week, escaped the lockdown, to go not only to the shops, but somewhere a little more exciting, perhaps to a National Trust property, or to the seaside, well, it's a little bit too far, I guess, to see family or friends in a garden or even inside. To the hairdresser, I'm longing for, for that day, just two weeks to go now. I have an appointment. Hallelujah. It's been a great week here to hear the children from the Montessori Nursery School back in the garden of End Church. Uh, excited, um, busy voices, happy voices of children. Some churches opened last Sunday for worship and we hope to do so very soon down at Trinity with Cause End perhaps waiting just a little bit longer. We know that gathering for worship will be different. It won't be the same for a long time. There'll be no singing, no handshakes or hugs, no coffee and biscuits after the service. It will be different. We will be separated. But it'd be great to be together, at least some of us. And for many others, continuing to link through the computer. It will mark a step on the journey out of lockdown. Just one step, many more to go. But when a few of us gather in one of our buildings, we'll have moved forwards. But today I really want to focus not on that lockdown, but on a deeper and more serious lockdown. The lockdown of the human heart and the human condition. Paul knew all about this, about what the message translation describes as the disordered mess of struggling humanity. Do you feel that occasionally? The disordered mess of struggling humanity. We see it in the world around us, but we also see it at times within ourselves. At one time, Paul felt he had everything sorted. Keep the law and the commandments, please God, and all will be well. But he discovered that what he thought was the right and proper way to serve God, the right way to live his life, had actually led him into anger and pride and hatred and destruction. He had ended up persecuting other people, approving a brutal killing, fighting against his own conscience and fighting against his God. So he tells how he felt imprisoned by his own self. He wanted to do what was right, 
but found himself getting it all wrong. He describes his dilemma in chapter 7 of that letter to the Romans. I am at the end of my rope, wretched man that I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Paul had discovered that he couldn't save himself. He needed rescuing and rescuing by God. But joy of joys, he was rescued. He knew he was rescued. Rescued by God through meeting Jesus and being saved by him. The letter to the Romans is not an easy letter, but it does give us an extraordinary insight into both the human condition in all its messiness and the good news that God has rescued us through the life and death and resurrection of Jesus and by his Spirit working among us here and now. So from the despair of chapter 7, Paul leads us into the open plains of life lived under the bright sky of God's unconditional love. The lockdown is broken and we are embraced by the love of God. That's what Paul is describing. Maybe in difficult words at times, but that's what he's describing. That release and rescue that God brings to us. I believe that Paul had a much deeper and more realistic assessment of human life than many of our writers and thinkers today. I think, for instance, of Richard Dawkins, who strayed from uh, genetic science, at which he was particularly, and is, a brilliant mind, into the realms of philosophy and theology, where he's got himself in a right tangle. A few years ago, in his naivety, our friend Richard Dawkins started to talk about atheists as the brights. He took up that label that others had created, this group of the brights. Rationalists with everything nicely sorted. The elite, the clever, the brights. And then he discovered, through the online forums, that human beings are actually much more complicated than that. The atheists don't always think the same and are not always nice and sensible. They don't always agree with Mr Dawkins and actually can be quite rude. And his promotion of the brights seems to have gone quiet, been quietly dropped in recent years. Paul would understand. He knew about the disordered mess 
of struggling humanity. From personal experience and from deep and wise reflection. He knew that human cry, who will rescue me from this body of death? And he knew the good news. We are rescued, not by our own efforts, not by our intellects or by the elite of our world, not by money or success, but by the simple love of God that we see proved in the life and death and new life of Jesus. And that love that we discover is actually working within us and among us if we don't ignore that amazing joyful spirit that God is bringing and living and breathing today. Those who trust in God's action in them find that God's Spirit is at work, living and breathing God. Obsession with self in these matters is a dead, a dead end. Attention to God leads us out into the open, into a spacious, free life. And that's what God wants for each one of us and humanity as a whole. An open, spacious, free life. Life in all its fullness. So, whether you are out and about in the week ahead, or whether you are still uh, isolated in your own homes, know that you are rescued. Know that spaciousness that God's love gives to each one of us. You are loved. You are rescued. You are saved. You are touched by the Spirit of God. Many years ago, John Bell taught a group I was part of, a simple song. And he told how at another workshop, he was met by a woman who said that song that he had taught her perhaps a year or two ago before that had saved her. Saved her during a dark time of mental illness. She could remember nothing of the Bible, nothing of her own Christian faith. She felt God far away. But she held on to the words of this song. Don't be afraid. My love is stronger. My love is stronger than your fear. Don't be afraid. My love is stronger. And I have promised, promised to be always near. Don't be afraid. My love is stronger. My love is stronger than your fear. Don't be afraid. My love is stronger. And I have promised, promised to be always near. Don't be afraid. My love is stronger. 
My love is stronger than your fear. Don't be afraid. My love is stronger and I have promised, promised to be always near.